podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Coming off the back of a 2-2 draw, surprisingly enough, we all predicted Arsenal wins. A lot of you in the comments predicted Arsenal wins. A lot of Arsenal fans I spoke to predicted Arsenal wins. This wasn't one that we wasn't meant to drop points in, um, but we have. It's one point at the Emirates against Fulham, and I'm back with the regulars as usual, Jordan, Lee and James to discuss it and um, take a look at the United game briefly towards the end because it's a big one coming up before international break. But there's so much to talk about in the Fulham game that this one's going to be you know, heavily around this result, this performance, why we dropped the points and what it could or might not mean for the, for the rest of the, the, the season moving forward. Um, Lads, 2-2. I mean, I don't even know who to start with today. Usually I start with Lee because he's at the game and I haven't heard much from him. Or I'll start with Jordan because um, I hadn't spoken to him yet after the game, but I know how everyone's feeling. So, Why, why don't you go first, Turkish? Why, why don't you kick off this week? And just What are your thoughts on... Yeah, actually, I, 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 the concerns from the first two games, I think, came to the forefront in the third. Mm. Um, I just think the first two games you could see that we wasn't quite fluid enough. We we lacked in the transition. We wasn't creating enough chances. I think we created enough chances to win the first two games. And I think there was an element of control in the first two games. But I just can't get my head around the the changes coming into this season and the lack of improvement. Uh, you know, people can argue that there's more control. But I can also argue have other hand that when you're conceding in the first two minutes and when you're conceding to a team that's down to 10 men, that's the opposite of being in control. It's quite out of control. Um, is it the end of the world? No. You know, I want to get that in early. It's not the end of the world. Obviously, the City result was frustrating off the back of it too because both of us went for the title last year. Both of us conceded in the, in the last 10 minutes to get picked back and... Man City are the ones to pull out the win um, with a late goal. That is frustrating, but at the same time, I take some solace that Man City are not the same team as last season. I still haven't seen them click. People will say it's still very early on in the season. Um, the one thing that frustrates me a lot, and I said it in my fan cam, is that to win a title of City, and the proof is in the pudding when you look in the last six years, to win a title from City, Liverpool are the ones that have done it. And the way they've done it is they've hit the ground running and not looked back. They didn't look back till February, March, and by that time, they was gone. That was the only way I've seen Man City lose a title with Pep Guardiola at the helm. Aside from the first season he was here, which you can understand why. No one's competed toe-to-toe with City. No one's caught up and won a league title. And I'm like I said, people, it's three games. There's a two-point difference now. I'm not saying at this moment in time, we are too far behind to catch Man City. We can. But my thing is, at home to Fulham, in the first three games, I'd, I'd expect us to win. And I think we need we needed to win to set... I keep on talking about sending messages. Against Forest, that clean sheet upset me a lot because I wanted to send a message. Against Palace, I think we, we sent the right message. We won away from home, similar to the way we done last season. You look at our away record, the best in the league by some distance with City and Fulham in second place, I believe. But then you look at our home record, 
and I, I don't even have the stats off the top of my head, but I've seen it recently. Maybe one of you will bring it up, but it's chalk and cheese. It, it wasn't that long ago people were saying Emirates Fortress and you can see the atmosphere, how much that's changed. And you look at the, not necessarily the results, because in general the results have been positive too, but the amount of goals we've been conceding. From last season, we've been talking about it catching up to us. It caught up to us at the end of last season and we haven't eradicated it going into this season yet. And again, people might say too early, but two out of the first three games at the Emirates against Forest and Fulham, and we concede three goals to those two teams. I think we've sent the wrong message. Now it's on us to change that. And if we go against United on the weekend and, and put them to the sword, like we should, and you see this on paper, we should go in after finishing second last season. The amount of time Arteta has been here, the money we've spent and the team we've built, we should beat United convincingly this weekend and maybe we forget this game international break you go in 10 points out of 12 at worst two points behind City alright it looks a lot better then but there is something there is something wrong right now with, with the first 11 in my opinion there's something wrong I'm, I'm not seeing enough to warrant the, the, the change we, we've made going into this season it's a, it's a big risk um but I guess, you know, my first question is, is it tactical flexibility or is it managerial inexperience at the top level? Because as much as we've all praised Arteta last season to get us where he, he got us to and nearly over the line, maybe I'm old school, but changing too much from what I knew and saw last season just doesn't feel like the right thing or the right direction to be headed down. Um, James, I see you nodding, so I'm going to bring you into the conversation now. But usually I don't start. Um, usually I just host and I, and I kick off mm. with someone. But Jordan, Jordan passed me the reins, and that's my thoughts. So, um, you, okay, like our eyes, you 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 got to call what you're seeing. The first three games, we haven't looked as fluid. We haven't looked as good, even though a lot of the numbers suggest we've totally dominated these three games. And I think we have. Um, but we don't look as fluid. Do I think we create enough chances to beat Fulham whilst also limiting them to the chances they needed to get something? Yeah, I, I still think we did, even though we didn't look our best. The one thing I have to say, though, everyone, and, you know, and I saw a lot of the frustration towards Arteta, and I talked about it on full-time as well, and I think that's absolutely right. Like, I think there is a frustration because uh, the Emirates crowd, I think, was a bit disgruntled and a bit kind of tense and frustrated because, again, we were seeing Havertz start. We didn't really understand why he was meriting it. Um, again, Arsenal weren't really looking their fluid best. But I'll tell you what the biggest thing is. We just concede the worst goals ever all the time. And it doesn't... I'm not saying the tactical stuff doesn't matter. It does. <laughs> it's coming from the guy who does tactical insight. Of course it matters. Because I think if we get that side right, we're able to turn that game round better and probably win it 3-1, 4-1. Maybe, you know, respond with some earlier goals in the first half or whatever. But once again, it's taken absolutely nothing for a team to score at home against us. And it is so beyond frustrating. Nottingham Forest just ran the length of the pitch and scored. Fulham... You know, Saka passes back to no one, blind pass. Ramsdale's tripping up over himself as Pereira scuffs it into the corner. I watched it back to her because I said on full time that 
I thought he meant it. I don't think he meant it. I, I think he tried to lob him and just got it wrong. Um, and then when we're a man up, we still managed to not pick up anyone on a corner and they sweep it home. We did the hard bit. We turned it around. You know, whenever Arteta got wrong tactically in the game, which I think he did, I think he actually made amends for it by yeah. making the right subs, doing them early, recognising his error because he made a sub at half time. That is an admission of making an error and turning it around. And weirdly, I think that 25-minute period from like when Zinchenko came on up until when Fulham scored was probably the best 25 minutes of football we've played all season. And yet we threw it away. <laughs> you know, did we do enough to win that game? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did more than enough. But these guys need to stop throwing the ball in the back of their own net. They need to stop. How often do City make these mistakes? Now, I know Carl Walker backheeled it, you know, yesterday and Sheffield get the equaliser. But actually, there's still a lot of work Sheffield United need to do. The guy picks it up, then he squares it, then he needs to win the tackle to make sure he keeps the ball alive. Then he needs to take a shot and it takes a deflection. There's still quite a lot that happened. I'm talking one thing goes wrong and bam, it's in the back of our net. And we do it so often. I, I always, it's not even like bad team defending because I don't think we're conceding that many chances. I really don't. Like, what did Fulham do in the game? You know, credit to them, right? They had a low block. They defended well. They kept themselves in the game. I'm not trying to discredit them. But this wasn't like, it sounds so silly to say, but when we beat Everton 4-0 at home last season, I thought in that first half, they caused us a load of problems in transition. We couldn't handle them. And we kind of got away with it. I'm not even seeing that so much. I'm just seeing idiotic mistakes. How is this the third time in a calendar year that we've gone 1-0 down in the first minute? You, you can't, you just cannot start games like this. It's so poor. So, yeah, there absolutely are questions tactically about Mikel Arteta and the way he set us up. Is he accommodating for Havertz? Why is he trying to flip things so much? You know, Partey at right-back inverting isn't the same as Zinchenko at left-back inverting. It's just not the same. Um, so, yeah, all these questions are there. But, I mean, for God's sake, we stop making these really stupid basic errors. Until we do that, like I can't, we can talk about the other things, but ultimately the mistakes Arteta made don't matter. If Saka, maybe Rice on the corner, whoever's meant to pick up the man, Ramsdale, if they don't make these individual errors, we win that game comfortably. Yeah. Do you, before before I move on, do you, you concerned about the tactics or do you think yeah. it's, it's the normal evolution? Or, or the expected evolution? No, look, he, does, he deserves criticism, Arteta. And I understand that he's trying to do something different because next thing you know, maybe the team look a bit predictable and everyone knows what it's going to be. And I get we need to have a different element to our play. I understand that. But I haven't watched Arsenal in these three games and thought we look poor. I don't think we look rubbish. I don't think we look terrible. I think we just... We're, we're, we're lacking a little bit of sharpness and cutting edge in the final third. We're not, we don't look quite like we did last year. But do I think we're conceding a whole heap of chances and looking a complete mess at the back? I don't think that either. I just think we make so many basic errors. And it's so frustrating. But the, the Forest game should have been a 3-0 win. Do you all agree that was worth yeah, a 3-0 yeah. win with the Rice chances as well? That should have been a 3-0 win. Palace, all right, the red card kind of skews that. But I thought we looked comfortable in that game. And then we did the hard work. We turned it around. Two went up against 10 men. Get a third, job done. This could have easily been 
for our performances, 3-0, 2-0, 3-1. And then we're all pretty happy, even though we haven't looked our best. We're going, yeah, but fair enough. And I know that you can't do this what about and what-ifs and all that, but it's just the fine margins in football. And when you make errors like that, you're going to get punished. And it's not all about that. It, Arteta deserves blame, yes. But the errors are criminal, people. Now they are. They are. And that tends to be a running theme because... <laughs> You know, go, go on, Lee. Before you come in, Lee. I've got to pull up people here, like, you know, what James no. just uh, turned around and said. Oh, I can see what they're doing. He's, he's got to try and change it a little bit. Change what? We've had one decent season in four or five. So, so it's not like we've won five or six seasons. We've gone one decent season, which we didn't win anything with, but we need to change. Up because we might be stale and all that, like you know what I mean. Change it. Why change what's working? I, I enjoyed last season. I enjoyed watching us play. The only thing I didn't enjoy was 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 at home chasing games left, right, and centre because we we can't defend right. Oh, here we are again doing the same. I'll give you a little stat: four clean sheets in twenty-one home games with an average of over seventy percent of control of a game of football. That ain't good enough. See, but, but I'll tell you what we do. We're ta- we're change we're change and put party in midfield out of out of the back. Oh, by the way, I'm going to say this now. Three midfield players were spoken about as the best holding midfield players last season. We had arguments about it. Casemiro, right? Yeah. Rodri, and um, Party. There weren't a mention of um, of, of Declan Rice. Mm. Weren't mentioned in that three. All of a sudden, Declan Rice comes in, and um, not having a go at Declan Rice here, and parties had to be pushed away. £170 million spent on a midfield, right, in the summer, that looks a hundred times worse than what he did last season. And, oh, you can't criticise Mikel. You can't have it. You cannot have a go at him because he's done this, or we've got to make excuses for him. Who said you can't criticise Mikel? Well, a lot of fans do, James. I'm not, not, on, not. I, I yeah, had not it all you, on, yeah. on Saturday. That's why I've got the ump. You come out of the thing and get, you can't criticise, making excuses for him, making excuses for him, like you know. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, he got it wrong on Saturday. He got the team selection wrong. People turning around and going, "Well, he knows more than you. That's why he's manager and all that." Like, you know, I, I look at that and go, "Yeah, so he, he does know more than me. So he should get it right then, shouldn't he? If he knows more than me." You know what I mean? And then I look at it and I just think, like, everybody is turning around and saying that this right back of Thomas Party is not working. They said it before Crystal Palace, but as soon as a result goes wrong, it was always going to come back on him. And rightly so. And it has done. It doesn't work. You know, someone said, oh, you've got to try this. Right? We tried it at Nottingham Forest last season. I was up there. We lost 1-0. It was a shambles of a game. So I'll tell you what, like, I, won't, I, won't, I won't try it in pre-season and then when the yeah. season starts I'll try it that's the weird now thing. why is he trying it and I'll keep going on to the thing right he is trying it and this is where it comes in to try and fit Kai Havertz into this team and his performance have not been bad but if Kai Havertz put in a performance like Fabio Vieira did when he came on it's justifiable it's not justifiable at the moment and you're dead right what you said James he that, he made, he got him off he made, he, he made the mistake and look how fluent we was when we went back to normal, to normality, right? And we thought the game was won. They had a sending off. 
you know. And and I'll go on this one again. I've had arguments with people. Yeah, oh, Trossard's playing great. He's playing great, great, great decision there. Why was Eddie dropped? You know what I mean? Like Eddie's Eddie's worked really hard in the last few games. Proved the point. Why? I just think he's just tinkering with his side, just making changes. And I'm going to say it now. Another one, Kivio, I think's a decent player. Is he a better left back than Tierney? Is he? Would Tierney do a better job than than what he done on Saturday? I'm pretty sure he would because every time he got the ball, he didn't know what he was doing with it. Such Gabriel. Well, yeah, Kivio you know. wasn't great. No, he wasn't. Defensively wise, he was he was okay. He lost you all his think? headers. But Every header. They kept we did not win one header in the game, right? So how can you get control of a game of football when a team launches the ball in the air and you never win one header? Does Gabriel win those headers? I think he does. Why has he been left out of the team? Explanations need to be asked. Or, or, or You can criticise the manager for certain decisions. Is it all his fault? No, it's not all his fault because he turned it around. Players have to take a blame, right? But I'm telling you this now, right? Come Man United, and if we do beat Man United, that oh, Mikel, didn't he do well? Didn't he? No, 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 no. It's all about the players now because when we lose, it's all the players' fault. But when we win, it's Mikel's fault. I'm getting fed up with it. Like, I, 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 I'm desperate for Mikel for it to work for him, right? I'm desperate for it to work for him. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to say like, yeah, he's not to be criticised. I think in the last three games that he's he's done, he needs to be criticised. Saka. Let's talk about Saka for the moment. The last three games, I think he ain't been that great. Why is that? Yeah, because right. he took Ben White away from the right back uh, situation when they had a good like, uh, a good partnership. Saliba and Gabriel, a good partnership. The left side's been smashed all open because we've got like we've lost Shaka. We haven't put Shinchenko back in. I don't think Martinelli's been in the same player. You know, all the partnerships that worked last year are not there now. Why? Why why change things so much? Because we've got to we've got to not Control. be stout. You know what I mean? Like you know, a loaf of bread lasts longer than what we play at this moment in time. You know, it's one season. One season of but good football. I'm sorry, because I know Jordan needs to come in, but I just yeah. but there's a slight contradiction there, Lee, because you, you rattled off the stats about how poor we've been at home and how many chances we've been conceding. And then and then you're asking the question why he wants to change it up. Now, I'm not saying the solution's been right, no, but I, you just explained why he's yeah, trying to mix it up. I, 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 I do think that, yes, I agree with that, that, that something needs to be changed in the back in the back line, right? Yeah, uh, and and we could go on to that. You could say, right, change the goalkeeper, harsh, but change the goalkeeper. Change the centre half for a new centre half. I, you know, maybe go down that way. Maybe get in another midfield player or whatever. But Thomas Party going to right back isn't the answer. No, that isn't going to make it even better. That's my problem because you know what, we ain't got the control of midfield that we've had in the past. And we're still conceding goals. I, I agree something's got to change. And that may be a goalkeeping, which is a bit harsh, or another central defender, if they're going to bring in Mark Gaye, is it? I think there's a lot of talk about that, and, and, and Gabriel might go. Look, listen, I, I'll go into Jordan now. Jordan has always said about Gabriel, and I'll give him his credit for that. He's always said that, you know, that he needs an upgrade on that. I, I, maybe he does. And, and, and that's where I'll leave it on to Jordan now. Uh, yeah, interesting thoughts. Um, on, on Arteta, I think the word that you guys have used 
is criticised and does he need to be criticised? Should he be criticised? I think the word is more questioned. I, I'm not going to criticise him for the selection he made on the weekend, but I think there are questions. Partey at right back, that's a question for me. You know, Kai Havertz in the midfield, that's a question. Even Gabriel, I mean, I, I've said, as you said, Ben Lee, I, I think I would, I'd, Gabriel would be my third choice centre-back. But on the face of it, last year, he wasn't awful. He was one of our better defenders. There's a question there. Um, Eddie Nketiah not starting the game when he's had a couple of good games. There's a question there. I'm not ready to criticise Mikel Arteta because I think we have to be a bit patient. The three games we've had so far have not been bad. Look at the first two games. 65, 70 minutes. We dominated both those games. And the second game against Crystal Palace, we had 10 men. And I thought we defended that game very... We saw, we saw that game out, I thought, relatively comfortably. Yeah. So... I think the word that Turkish and uh, James used was fluid. Are we fluid at the moment? No. No, we're not. It's, it's not clicking at the moment. But I don't think we're playing poorly. And, and again, as James says, if if we come out of this, this first four games, 10 games from 12, yeah, it's, it's not really ideal because you shouldn't be in Fulham at home if you're going for a title, especially as 10 men and 2-1 up. But it's not the it's not the worst return either. So I'm not ready to to, to pass on Mikel Arteta just yet. Now, where I think Mikel Arteta's got to be very, very careful is that he's not falling into the trap of being too smart for his own good. We criticize, obviously criticize, we all mm. question Pep Guardiola's record with Manchester City in the Champions League for like three, four, five, six years. Is he overthinking things? Is he trying to be too smart? There's a sense that Arteta's doing the same thing here. Is he trying to be too smart for the for the sake of being being smart? He needs to be very very careful that he's banked the house on Havertz. <laughs> yeah, Havertz was a left field signing that none of us saw. It's a big investment, and he's put him straight into the team. I'm backing Mikel Arteta to get this right eventually. It's three games. I don't look at things out until until ten games in. I'm not really for Partey at right back. But I'm prepared to kind of be patient and wait and see why. I don't understand why he's doing it, Lee. I don't know why he's putting Partey at right back. Because as you said, Partey is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League and he had a decent year last year. But I'm not prepared to jump on him just yet because I'm trusting that he's got a plan. And without kind of going to trust the process, that's my new one is I'm trusting the plan. And I'm, I'm believing that he's got a plan because he will know, Mikel Arteta will know that what he's doing could end up costing him his job. Let's be very, very clear. Bringing in Raya and unsettling potentially your number one goalkeeper is a risk. Playing your best central holding midfielder right back is a risk. Um, uh, throwing in a £65 million player who's had three poor years at Chelsea is a risk. These are all things that could come back to bite him badly. If we're not in a title race this season, he won't be fired, but he'll be under mad pressure. So my thinking is, if he's doing all these things, he must be doing it for a reason. He's not stupid. He's not dumb. So if he's doing these things, he must see things that we can't. So I'm not prepared to jump on him just yet. Not yet. I'm going to give him a little bit more time to try and see and work out why he's doing what he's doing. On the issue of goals conceded, what's the difference between me and Arsenal, Turkish, right now? What's the difference? 
between you and Arsenal? I, I didn't expect this question Monday morning, 8 a.m. <laughs> what's, 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 what's the difference? I ain't done my homework. Um, what's the difference between you and Arsenal? Where do I'll, I start? I'll, I'll, I'll give you the answer. I'll give you the answer. My sheets are clean. This morning, my sheets are very, very clean. I don't know about that, Jordan. I don't know about <laughs> that. Hey, it's been Bengali week. What's going on? Oh, yeah, I won't go into my last one. This is Hawaii right sheets. A... Like, I don't know that. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's a, it's a fair point. Um, but my, my, my point being, I'm a clean sheet freak, especially at home. And this issue of, of, of conceding goals, and they're cheap goals. James said these are cheap goals. This has to stop. This has to stop. Three times this year, calendar year, we've letting goals in the first minute. It's, it, it, it sends me, oh my God, my head's going to explode. The slight difference I would, I would offer between the two goals last season and the goal on Saturday was that this was just an out-and-out individual error. Saka has made a shocking pass that's put us in, un, under pressure. The other two goals were teams, the team wasn't ready. The other two goals were think, worse in a way because the whole team wasn't ready and we could see it after a minute. This one was just Saka having an absolute howler. So I'm a little bit more forgiving on this one in a weird way because it wasn't a team thing. So I'm, and, and also my final point would be that I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit adverse to link the performance with, um, with Mikel Arteta because if, if Saka doesn't make that mistake, we don't go 1-0 down. Fulham aren't very, very good. I'd like to believe that we go 1-0 up, maybe 2-0 up at half-time. We're in control. So there's individual errors there that I don't think you could put on Mikel Arteta. But just to round up, I'm not alleviating Mikel Arteta of being questioned, but I'm getting all these videos sent to me of fan cams over the weekend of everyone blasting Mikel Arteta. I think even, I think Lee, you you were really hard on him as well. I'm not quite ready to lose my head on Mikel Arteta just yet, but he he he's got to he's got to make this plan work and work quite soon because we are in the Manchester Cityfication of the Premier League, which is basically they make you be perfect. And the more points you drop, draws are like defeats, right? Draws draws are like yeah, defeats yeah. now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So the fan base are losing their head because a draw is like a loss now. We can't afford too many of them. So I get why the fan base are, are concerned. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not there Do yet. You know- Jordan, I, I, I never, you know, I criticised Mikel on, on on Saturday, but it's, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, that's that's all. It is criticism. What what I get is like, and these are questions that get thrown at. I criticise. Say if you criticise uh, Arteta, people like in, in group chats say, "Well, who do you want then?" And I, I you know, I'm like, it's not about who you want as the next manager. You're just saying the manager's not doing well. You know, who's gonna, who's better than Mikel then? You know what I mean? You know. I, I'm banging my head against the wall like, with some of these people, like you know what I mean. That's that's what the frustration for me gets in there. I will throw something else at you guys, you know what I mean. That's that's not not there this season that was there last season, you, you know. And that's that's the coach, Steve Brown, not there. All of a sudden he's left, gone to West Ham. West Ham have been transformed, you know what I mean. Like um, a bit of, maybe someone like him makes these suggestions. I'm going to play Thomas Partey right back, and. There's no one questioning there. Maybe he surrounded himself with yes men. You know what I mean, like, yeah, oh, that's a great idea, Mikel. I'll go with that. Instead of someone going, oh, hold on, Mikel, it didn't work at Forest. It's not really working now. We need to change this. I don't know. But, we, we you know, I, some people like do surround themselves with yes men. And, and sometimes you need to be questioned and, and, and not say, like, mate, that's it. You know, do you think this is the right, or you're going down the right way here? Blah, 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 blah. But, I don't but, know. But, 
but Lee, Lee, is, is, is the problem though Thomas Partey is playing at right back or is the problem Thomas Partey is not in midfield? Because Thomas Partey at right back is not, of the not been bad at right back. <laughs> one of the, and I, I haven't been able to watch the game back, but what I'm, I'm just going on the, the eye here. People turn around, well, we didn't play right back, did he? He was playing right back most of that game. What I mm. see of it, because the way we was forced to do it or whatever, he, he went in the midfield a couple of times, and even with the Saka goal, you have to say like, if you've got a proper right back there, Saka's pass could go to the right back. He ain't got, he hasn't got that right back option. I'm not sticking up for him because it's a mistake, but the fact is that he was shut down. There wasn't the right back to just knock it to or pop it off to. There wasn't one there because Thomas Party at that moment in time had gone inside, and it, and it cost us. And the other thing is, maybe. He's, he's using Thomas Partey, and I've, I've tried to make excuses for Arteta, as I, as I always will, and, and try to stick up for him as well. It's because we haven't got Shinchenko in the team. Maybe that's why. Now he's fit, and look how much better he plays it than, than, than for, for that 20 minutes. Maybe that's why he's going it. Uh, but, but sometimes if, if, if you haven't got players playing, you have to find a different way of doing it. Don't, don't try and... You know there is a saying in it. If 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 it's not if it's if it's working, don't don't you know what's it? If, if it's not if it's not broke, broke don't fix. It. Yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like you know what I mean, and uh, fix it or whatever the saying is. Like you know what I mean, it's early in the morning. But like you know, and I, I do I do tend to agree with that a little bit. Like you know, I I, I was really you know Robbie come out of a point and he's going to me um, trying to be clever. Like you know what I mean, saying well well he, he tried. Uh, um, uh, ben White at right back, you know what I mean? He fell into that a little bit because there was a couple of uh, injuries and whatever, like, you know. And, you know, somewhere he f I think he felt, well, we've got to get Saliba into the side now because he's that good. I've got to try and get uh, Ben White somewhere else because I've spent 50 million on it. It worked, you know what I mean? Sometimes you can be a, be lucky as a manager as well. You, 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 go you don't stumble on things. You stumble on things. Um, and it, you know, it, it, and I'll tell you what, you made a great point about Mikel. And like, this is what I do when I, when I criticize or whatever, I have to say, I, I give him praise for it at, at half time. When he does come in, so like the Trossard thing wasn't working, bosh, off he comes. He, he made a change. Listen, I'm going to tell you now, when Fabio Vieira's number come up, the people behind me and all that were moaning, oh, what's he doing on that? It was a masterstroke. Come on, you have to say that was yeah. that was fantastic bit of managing ball, whatever, because he's seen something there that nobody else in the crowd would have gone with, you know. And and I'm I'm, I'm with you on this Turkish. I know it's only early, but when that penalty was going in Saka, I said this is our title here. Yeah? If he if he if he scores this, and that's our pressure. I I think that those two points are really? massive. Yeah. Massive to us. I'm not to, sure I thought the title was on the line at that Saka pen. Well, I, well I, I, I do think, you know, because of what Manchester City are, I don't think you can afford to drop too many points at home. I really, I really do. I, I, I know that's um, a harsh thing to say, three games gone, but, you, I, you know, are Arsenal going to win the title? I don't think they're going to get the title. And if they carry on playing like they, they are, with this the way it is at the moment, won't get top four. It's better teams playing us at the moment, but it's only three games. But yeah, I, I you know, listen, we was on a run of how many games last season, and I was going, well, we ain't going to win it. We ain't going to win it. Certainly, if we're, we're dropping points against Fulham at home this early, we're definitely not going to win it. So I don't know. I, I just think that you're up against the machine. You can't afford to 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 have those sort of results. I will turn yeah. it around and spin it around if we'd have. 
beaten Fulham and we'd have beaten Nottingham Forest and drew at Crystal Palace. That's how I, sometimes I get into that mentality. Would it be that bad? Maybe not. So that's, that's the sort of mentality I, I, I try and consult yeah, myself with. Yeah, I mean, I think the most frustrating part, because everyone's had their bit to say now, and I want to kind of work our way towards another point on the same game and maybe the first three games of the season. But I think the most frustrating thing is, like you mentioned, Lee, no Ben White for Saka. We've all talked about the midfield change in £170 million spent. And then we talk about Martinelli's side, and he hasn't had Zinchenko or Xhaka, who he's been used to. So all forms of our transition have changed. And for me, the most frustrating thing is the amount of change that one or two tweaks have made yeah. to the overall mm. side. And on my fan cam, it wasn't really tongue-in-cheek. I don't know what you call it, but I said I miss Shaka. And then you, you get a lot of people in the comments, you get a lot of people on social media taking it literally. They literally think that I want Xhaka back starting week in, week out for Arsenal. No. It's more a damning verdict of the upgrade we brought in in his place. And I've wanted an upgrade for Xhaka for years. But last season, he produced for us. In my opinion, the only season he produced for us. But boy, did he produce in, in one the, of our best the, seasons. But that's the point, Turkish. So that, that's the point. It took him six years to produce. So I'm not saying we have to wait six years for Havertz to produce mm. for Arsenal. But I'm just making Strap the point in. that... <laughs> well, that's... Yeah. Go on, sorry. That, that, that's where I've mentioned this before and, and I'm, having, I'm having to say it again. From where we was last season, mm. two steps back to take four forward, in my opinion, is not good enough. From where we was last season, it's two steps forward, no steps backward. It's too much of a risk to be taking steps backward in the hope that you're taking more forward down the line. And that's what I think we're doing. It's yeah. too much change for one man. It's too much change to bring in for one man. And in three games against opposition that really we're going to face a lot harder, better than in, in, in coming weeks and months ahead, not only has he failed to deliver something to give me or fans to, you know, something to hold on, the, the, the team overall have been impacted. Saka, we've talked about Partey, we've mentioned Saka. We haven't mentioned Martinelli, who hasn't been the same player this season either. We haven't mentioned even Declan Rice, who's come in. He's done well. But even I look at him and think, is our, has our midfield been upgraded in the way it, we all thought it would have been? And I'm not putting this on Rice. What I'm saying is, I think Havertz has been detrimental to both Odegaard and Rice. I think the inclusion of Havertz has been detrimental to Saka and Partey. And I think when you look at last season, one thing cost us last season. One thing that... Okay, one thing cost us that we can change. And that's the squad depth. We conceded a hell of a lot of goals last season, but off the top of my head, I think we conceded 16 of those goals in the last nine games. We conceded 16 of those goals after Saliba and Tomiyasu went out injured. That's when we conceded the, 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 a big chunk of the 40-plus goals we conceded last season. So for the majority, we was good, strong defensively, and we was quality in attack. One injury, two, no, sorry, two injuries cause us to bring in a player that's not a modern day centre back. It has an effect on our transition, and we can see the hell of a lot of goals and score quite a few less over that time, too, when you look at it in comparison to the rest of the season. What we needed was Timber. Timber comes in and gives you the inverted option from the right side, he gives you that 
Zinchenko on the right hand side. But instead of Timber coming in and being that player, and you know, he's out now for however many months he's out for, he comes in, he gets utilized on the left back position, maybe because Zinchenko's injured, maybe that maybe the whole plan was for Timber to be the inverted right back, and maybe Partey's on the bench now. Maybe that was the the thought process going into this season. But it's just too much. Gabriel's come out the side. Partey's coming on the right the, the right back position. Yes, we saw it towards the end of last season, but all forms of our transition have changed completely. Yeah. And that, that's the most frustrating thing for me. I don't recognise this team in comparison to last season yet. So I, I think uh, you at the game, Lee. So yeah, it's just us two. So something, uh, I, I try not to speak too much on the Emirates crowd because I don't <clears> go that often. Um, and I, I always kind of, like I always think the, the bigger thing is on the pitch, but something interesting kind of happened with the crowd. I thought, I think the crowd was bad. There was some criticism about whether the crowd was, you know, quiet or not, you know, whatever, doing whatever the crowd's job is to do, uh, which I assume people are saying is to support. Um, uh, it felt a little disgruntled. It felt a little impatient as a crowd. The thing I'd say, though, is I think that is partly because there are everything we're saying here, times that, you know, to get to 60,000. Like, I think there are a lot of people in that ground who are just sort of like, mm, why Havertz? I'm not sure about this. And mm, why part of Robert? So there's almost like a, okay, let's see, but I'm a bit apprehensive. That's just the feeling I think. And, and so then you concede in the first minute again and everyone's thinking, oh my, you know, again, you've done this. And so I think there's a little bit of a, I'm going to be honest, slightly justified impatience. Like, You've conceded in the first minute again, so you haven't learned from that. And now we're trying to understand why you're once again trying to accommodate for some players that aren't playing particularly well in certain positions. I think the thing that's frustrating for me, I'm going to defend the crowd a little bit here. I'm not going to say which player it was because it's going to, I'm going to think I'm having an attack on them. But there was, there was a player or two, but there was one in particular that I saw doing a lot of like <clears throat> crowd lifting and let's go, let's go. And I kind of get it. But I actually thought the crowd would... To trying to get behind them and yeah maybe they need a little bit more but I just thought you know I, the players weren't delivering I thought the players were playing so poorly it's like yeah you want a little bit more from the crowd but you made a shocking error and that's oh that's a couple of players it's not just Saka Saka was poor but a couple of players had a lot big part to play in the error that led to that first goal which was really disappointing now seeing Martinelli's end product, really poor in that game. Erdegaard not just making really poor decisions. Um, had some nice moments, don't get me wrong, but nowhere near his best. Um, Saka, I don't think, was anywhere near his best. Trossard was non-existent. Havertz was beyond non-existent in that game. And I just, I just sort of, I was just watching it kind of very frustrated, thinking, you know, yes, we can talk tactically and all that. And I think Arteta's tactical errors have caused these players to struggle. I agree the dynamic with Martin is not right, but there are just certain things that I think go beyond tactics. The players weren't at it for me. Mm. They didn't uh, look at it. They were making so agree. many errors. You... I, I, I think you're right, James, and I think that one of the reasons is that because there's been so many changes. The players don't really know, you know, were were tuned into to what was going on last season. Are we too so kind, I'm going to though, say this now. Havertz... I don't think is was has been bad in the last two games. He hasn't been. He had a poor game. And, and as soon as he had a bad game, everybody was on him. And he, listen, he made a. It doesn't help when he, he he misplaced a pass very early, and the crowd went 
all groaning and everything like that. That ain't, that ain't great, you know what I mean? Uh, but the, the frustration it is, is that what, what Turkish, I totally agree with what Turkish said, like nodding donkey when he's saying that there, like, you know, everything's changed to bring him in. Now, if he comes in and plays like Vieira did, no one would be moaning, you know what I mean? Like, you know, now that then is what, what, what Vieira done in that 20 minutes is what we want Havertz to do. That's what he's there to do. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do it. He hasn't done it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what was like a man possessed when he came on Vieira. I've got to say, well, it, it was 20 minutes. I want to see more of that. You know what I mean? Because maybe he's the one to come into that role now and play it on. You know, don't, don't forget, I think he played it a couple of times last season. It didn't work and he was soon ousted. But, you know, uh, and, and, and people go, well, this, this uh, as... Um, as Jordan said, though, let's let's give the give it time for for Parsi at right back. Well, you know what I see of, of Vieira, like you know that was sensational. Listen, it's a one-off, I know, but when you're changing a team around, and I I, I will say it, and I continue to say it, why people go to me, why has he done all this for Havertz? Why is he doing it? Because he spent big money on him. Like, do you think he'd be turning and changing all the team around for Trossard for other players? He hasn't done it. Why is he doing it for Havertz? Why? I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure, Lee, because I hear that kind of, and, mm. and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I hear that kind of response often, you know, so-and-so manager is picking so-and-so player because he spent big money on him. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if you know that's tr necessarily true. I think he's picking it because he genuinely believes he's the right person to play in that position. I don't think he's picking him because, oh, we spent a lot of money on him. I've got to get him in. I, I, wouldn't, I think Mikel Arteta is the sort of person that actually would happily bench a £65 million player if he thought if he thought it was best for the team. He will do that on Sunday, then, won't he? Sorry? He will do that on Sunday, then? Have a question um, play on Sunday. If, if, he, if he thinks it's for the best for the team, he will. But he, he, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's because of his price. I don't. I just don't think managers think I, like that. I. 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 I well, we're 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 disagree on that. Like, but what, what I, I think you're actually agreeing. I, I. I think what what Lee's saying about the money spent on him indicates how much importance after the season Havertz for the team, which is what yeah. Jordan's saying. So they're hand in hand. I mean, the the no, cost I, comes but, with the. Importance. But but I, I. But I think if Havertz costs seven million, I still think he plays these three games. Do you know what I mean? I think I, I don't think he's playing it because he thinks bloody yeah, hell. I, I spent I, a lot of money on him. I'll tell you why. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. that. I reckon if he'd have paid up, um, and I'm not saying like 80 million for for Mudrich, Mudrich would get more opportunities than Tross after that. No, Vieira, Vieira's the example. We paid 34 million for Vieira. He didn't slot straight in and take all this importance. And now I know Vieira had no or little to no experience. But Arteta's bought players in the past and, and bled them in slowly rather than bringing Havertz and straight in important member of the team in fact one of the focal points when you look at the amount of changes around him to, to fit him in but I think that's because he rates him not because he not because he costs 65 million now whether whether he should rate him or not we could discuss that but I think he's put him straight in because he rates him he thinks he must he's good do. for the team to pay but... 65 million for him he must do he must think something of him and, yeah. and should I just jump in on the habits thing quickly as well? Cool. Um, Let's not know, bash habits, by the way. It's not a bashing session on habits, is it? Um, no, but I, I'm also, I don't mind saying my piece because I think I've been very mm. nice to him in the first three games. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and what I would say is, 
Do you know what Vieira did more than anything? Right, it wasn't. It wasn't just that sublime assist for Eddie and Ketia. And by the way, it is sublime. I think that is an unbelievable cross. If De Bruyne does that, we're talking about it for, for weeks. It was uh, it's an unreal yeah, cross. And yet he wins the penalty and that's but you know what he did? He got the ball, urgency. He looked yeah, like he was nice. sprinting with it. He was passed, give it to me again, pass. Where can I go? Let me underlap. Okay, let me overlap, let me give you something else. It was urgent, it was quick, 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 quick. Now the mental gymnastic in me wants to say, well, Havertz's style is actually about off the ball runs and and actually get picking up positions and getting into the box. Apparently only Haaland got into the box more than him in the whole of last season. So maybe there's something in that. But I kind of don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of don't care when I see Vieira come on and say, give me the ball. Let me turn past two players. Let me dart in these little spaces. Let me attempt bicycle kicks in the 95th minute to win us the game. Let me put it on a plate for Eddie and Ketia from impossible angles. Now, I'm not expecting Havertz to pull out De Bruyne-esque passes. I just wanted to get the ball and have some urgency. And I'll tell you when Arteta decided he was coming off. It was when the ball was played into him and he had the whole pitch to turn and open up his body and run. And he, he tried to roll it back into Declan Rice. And you know what? That's not even the worst pass. Declan Rice is even in a position to get it. Because, you know, maybe you knock it off when he drives. But it's the fact that he just didn't... He, he, he tried to play it to someone because he didn't have the confidence to turn. That guy's not ready to be in our starting eleven, And that, okay, it's not necessarily his fault. Remember what everyone's saying about Fabio Vieira? And actually, I think largely we all defended Fabio Vieira. Mm, A lot of people are saying things. And Oh, okay, fine. But he came on and made an impact. So Vieira is a lesson in patience to a degree. But I I just, I do worry about what final form Havertz is. Because even last season, Vieira, whether it was in the FA Cup third round tie where he got a couple good assists and threw balls here, a couple good moments in the Europa League, the goal against Brentford. We saw things from Fabio Vieira that made you go, okay, he's not playing that well, but he's a good striker of a football. He's got a There's really a good final ball. We could kind of see that. Yeah, he's a bit weak on the ball. Maybe he looks a little bit shy and tentative, but you could kind of see he had real quality in his left foot. Yeah, I'm waiting right. to find out what final form Havertz could look like. And that's where I have my fears about him in this team. And come Man United, which we'll touch on in a sec, I need to see him revert to Rice in that Xhaka position because to have one of the best midfields last season, second, in my opinion, to Gundogan, De Bruyne and Rodri, and tear that apart after one title challenge. That's why I am agreeing with what you're all saying. Uh, that is very, very strange to me. And I certainly don't see Havertz being the reason to do it. Can, can I ask you guys just quickly, just to go link to the United game, do you think Havertz starts or do you think he drops him? No, he's going to drop him. Okay. I, 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 I reckon he'll start. And I'll tell you where he'll start. If he does start, he'll play up front. Ooh. Jesus back, that would be a bold move, and and we that, that would piss well. me off. <laughs> that, that would annoy me. This is the, the first time as well. Sorry, John. Sorry, mm. no, 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 this is the first time ever that I actively want Eddie and Ketia to start. And what I mean by that is with previous good Eddie appearances, okay, forget the Jesus injury, we didn't have Trossard, of course, Eddie starts, but my point I'm saying is. I saw a level of performance from Eddie and Ketty when he came on in that second half, and to a degree we saw it against Palace, where I thought, he's dragging us through this, you know. 
Like he's the one backing into defenders, looking really strong against Diop, Adrabaya when he came on, um, Bassi, you know, big strong defenders. He was backing into them, he was rolling them, he was running the yeah. line, he was combining, he was twisting, he was turning, and then he scored a great goal. I was I really, really like that Eddie performance. I thought one of his best for Arsenal. Maybe his best for Arsenal. I want it, I want Yeah, sorry, I, I, I'm leading on to you now, Turkish. To the point where I want him starting at Man United because that was a great cameo. And I and I think better than what I'm not sure we're gonna get from a slightly unmatched fit Jesus. You don't want Trossard in then? No, and, and look, I got that wrong. I got that massively wrong. Um but like like Turkish responded very rightly to, to a super chat, you know. Trossard came in when Eddie probably didn't deserve to lose his place last season and we went on a seven-match winning run and brought the best out of Martinelli and Saka again. Mm. So, you know, you just never know sometimes with these things. We, we're we not privy to what's going on behind the scenes in training. No, that's we, true. we don't know about their mentality, their their readiness, whatever. But something did, made Arteta pick Trossard. Did you think it was a surprise? Like When that team sheet came out, I, I, I you know, I, I never... You know, I, I thought Kivio were going at left, the left side and all that. But to leave Eddie out, I thought was a massive surprise. You know what I mean? A massive. I, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, but it was a surprise yeah. to bring him back in after dropping him for the community community shield and Trossard being the best player in preseason. So, yeah. so there have been a few. There have been a few like that that actually then Arteta's got right. So, yeah, and, and I'd, I'd argue that what Eddie gave us against. Um, Fulham is exactly what I need or want from Eddie to um, give us moving forward and that is when called upon especially off the bench I guess because when I look at last season everyone mentions how well he done when he came in for Jesus and scored the four goals in the five games but when you look at his appearances off the bench there was there was there was no goals so to see him come off the bench have not only the goal but the impact he had I gotta give him credit, mm. and it's not only that game; it's the last two games because mm. I think against Palace as well, he was integral. He was key to us winning the game, and he actually, you know, helped create the best chances of the game. So the last two games Eddie's had, in my opinion, but he gets dropped. So, you know, I I was surprised about that. I didn't think Kivio comes in. I actually think Zinchenko. I thought Zinchenko would come in. But I was surprised Eddie didn't come um, retain his spot. But he comes off the bench and and he scores a goal. We just need 13 exactly more for Ronaldo. Say that again? We just need 13 more for Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, listen, if he gets 15, he gets 15. I'm all for it. Because that I mean we're high up the table. But you I can just every time Eddie scores, every game there, there's the still going. Counting down. Level one ticks off. But I do think Jesus should start against United. Um, because Jesus is is the is the starting striker for us. I think he causes the most problems. So, uh, as only... much as Eddie has done well the last two, what he'd done off the bench last game is what I want him to do moving forward, be that wild card if necessary off the bench. The only reason why, I mean, I'm kind of a James in that I think Eddie's earned the right to start in that game. The only reason I probably, I, I would argue for Jesus is because if you remember the game, Funny enough, against Fulham last year, Eddie, um, in, uh, Jesus' return, he looked super sharp in that in that return game where, where I thought he would look quite groggy and a bit. It was his mm. first game back and he was uber. He didn't score, I don't think, but he was super sharp at the at, at Craven Cottage. So if he can come back and be that sharp that quickly again, 
there's a shout, there's an argument that he won't be rusty for 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 the game on the weekend. But I'm, I'm leaning towards. I think Eddie's earned his chance. I think we've got to get behind Eddie. Jesus will miss can a lot I, of games this year for me. I think we've got to get behind Eddie. Can I can we go around and uh, and maybe have a quick quick fire round in regards to the Man United lineup? I just want um, yeses, noes, or one word answers. Havertz to start the game against United, Jordan. No, no, Lee. Do, 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 do I think he will, or would I start him? Yeah, that's the question. Your, your personal opinion ah, should, should have it start this Sunday or um, this Saturday? It's Saturday, right? Saturday, Sunday, 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 oh, Sunday. 30, I think. I think. Uh, yes, 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 Lee. Pers- personally, no, do I think he will? Yes, James. No, I don't think he should, and I don't think he will. Okay. Um, next question, striker, Jordan. Jesus, um, Jesus, uh, Inketia. Inketia. Lee, Jesus, Jesus, James. This is really difficult. You just made an argument um, for him starting about two minutes ago, James. I think no, it it, it it's Inketia, but it's like it's it's yeah. It is Eddie? It's Eddie for me. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Jesus is like right now. Let, let, like he came on against Fulham, and okay, he didn't have very long, um, but it wasn't like he made a massive difference. You know, he, he kind of did fine, didn't he? Um, yeah. For me. United's defense for Turkey is, is is not great at the moment, so I think someone like Inketia will just. I think his liveliness. And I think he's, 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 I mean, I was going to say form, I think will cause them problems more so than Jesus. I, I, I wouldn't be upset if Eddie's playing, put it that way. If, if Eddie's playing and Jesus is not, I wouldn't be. But yeah. for me, Jesus is our main striker. And I think that's where, where Turkish you're coming from, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that, that's how I look at it. But I'm with you. If Eddie starts, because of the last couple of games, I think, you know, I, I, I'd understand it. Um, next question. Thomas Partey, what position should he be playing on Sunday? Is it right back? Is it back to the six or will it be bench? Jordan. For me, six. Six, Lee. Without a doubt. Six. Yeah. And lastly. Probably be on the bench though. Oh, I was going to say lastly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think from your answers, I expect all you to expect Zinchenko back in the side from your party answers. Mm. But Aaron Ramsdale or David Rea? Because for that first goal against Fulham, we have mentioned Saka's part to play for that. But I look at Ramsdale and I ask myself, what in the world are you doing? What kind of footwork is that? You've, Do you two blame him as well? For the I don't. Part of I actually don't. No. I don't. Now I look at yeah. him and think, what? Did he's around me point, didn't guys. either at, at the Save game. Point. I mean, Save at the end. Save at the, end. The, the save was great. That was a great save. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was so worried about the ball over his head that he he just his body was in a state of confusion. He was I haven't seen Allison like that. I haven't seen Edison like that. I haven't seen top top level keepers look so confused or look so like a fish out of water in a moment like I mean James said it in the last nine games or this calendar year, it's actually the last nine games at the Emirates. We've conceded in the first ninety seconds three times. Two of those times center around Ramsdale. I I think Saka's at fault for this one because of the loose pass and 
and and the fact that you know in the first 90 seconds you're giving them a two-on-one and it was a two-on-one but Ramsdale first he goes to the ball then he runs away from it thinking it's going to go over his head it goes near post his body's all over the gaff like, it's, it's, it's just crazy like bro it's like, if you don't rewatch his, his oh, I will I will rewatch it because he's been blamed for that and he's also been blamed for the corner as well what I've been Good nah, yeah. Wow. Cannot blame for the corner. Yeah, Zinchenko, poor ball, but you can't blame him. No, the corner is horrendous that. because Palini is able to swing a leg at it. Yeah, you know, it's an no awful goal. Awful goal. I, I, I'm, I'm with Turkish. I think Ramsdale. You know yeah, how he fell? Like, you know when Messi turned Jerome Boateng in the champion? <laughs> That's how he fell. His body was twisted like a pretzel and he just... Oh, the guy just there. I think he might. Have been this. I've got a bit of sympathy for him. I've got a bit. Of, I, 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 his footwork wasn't great, but I, I'm, uh, I'm. That's that's all on Saka for me. I'm sorry. So, 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 so what are you going for? You, you, go, you two are going to go for Raya then? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Oh, I no, no. Big, big move for Man United, I think. But, but last legs. I mean, last chance saloon. Now one more error. Even if it doesn't lead to a goal, it, we could see Raya coming. We we have looked. Shambolic from set pieces, yeah. Terms of defending them, in my opinion, I get I keep Ramsdale, <clears throat> Gabriel back in that team, Rice and part in midfield. Get your big men, start defending set pieces properly, please. We conceded a set piece, uh, to United last season as well. Um, and go with some familiarity and players who know and understand each other. So Ramsdale keeps his place. I do, though, agree with Turkish. I think he looks really, really clumsy and rubbish on that goal. I just think even at that point, Pereira actually still has quite a lot of work to do. He takes it early trying to lob him. He scuffs it. And Ramsdale just looks like he's ice skating for the first time, trying to sort of figure it. It just... And like maybe the fact he scuffs it is almost what throws him off. Like, yeah, of if Pereira connects with it right, Ramsdale will probably deal with it. But he was... Like, the goal's going in this way and he's twisting the other way and then he's it's mm, just it wasn't great and it, it is mostly on Saka it is and I take Lee's point as well that the players were kind of out of position as well so that's that, the fact that there was even that space vacated is weird um, but I, I don't think it's great from, from Ramsdale but, yeah. but he saved us it could have been a defeat and he actually saved us a point weirdly this is one for the comments section as well. A few quick fire questions there regarding the Man United game this coming weekend. Um, give us your thoughts as well, Jesus. So, Eddie, does Havertz retain his spot? Does Vieira potentially come in after his cameo? Because we've talked about Eddie's and how that could impact him potentially starting the game. Does Vieira deserve his chance now? Zinni back in, Partey right back six. Will he be on the bench? Ramsdale, last chance saloon, or is it time for Real? Comments, people, let us know right below and hit the like button. Are we on a thousand likes yet? Hopefully we are because we are 58 and a half minutes in and it's time to move on to predictions. And as always, let me bring up the table. My favourite part of the show. Let me bring up the table right here. Here it is. Here it is. No change. No points. Everyone went with an Arsenal win. Um, no well, one did, went did with Did you go goal. for a clean sheet as well, Jordan? I did, yeah. I did. So we all we all went for a clean sheet as well. Let's just show their poor that was two, two goals conceded. Yeah, hundred percent. People that are listening on audio platforms, it is still Turkish at the top five points. Jordan in second, four points. James and Lee tied with two points apiece. No correct scores. Now, before we make predictions, I just want to ask you three gentlemen: 
wise, wise gentleman. You know, I, I hold you to the highest regard. When I when we done the Brentford when we done the predictions for game week one and the fixtures and I got Brentford Tottenham right is that a correct score? Is that three points? What did you predict? I'm thinking, I'm thinking it should be that, but I didn't put the one there for me yet. What did you predict? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not not a, not a correct score, is it? I'm... No, it is because you got the home and away right. Uh... Yeah. You got home and right. So would you have got a point if it was Tottenham Brentford the other yeah, way around? Yeah. Then yeah, it's a correct score. Technically, yeah, it's a correct score. Lee, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah, when I end of the season. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll see what you're saying. So if you'd have actually have got, if you'd have said it was Tottenham Brentford, it was that way around. One you'd point. have got one point instead of three. So yeah, so you actually did correct the actual outcome of it uh, precisely. Yeah. Why don't you give yourself two? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Jordan, too. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll be saying, because you've got the, the fixture correct, should you get a point right. for it? No, not no, a point. No, no, look, no. the correct score column. Look at the correct score column. It, it, it's usually like this, but it should be like this, really. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Should oh. Be. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, I don't know about that don't one. matter what he agrees. don't matter what Jordan thinks now. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, You're right. <laughs> Not uh, being cool. generous there, but cool. Whatever. They are, they are. I thought that was that was easier than I expected. That was, <laughs> yeah, well, we've done that. Unfair. I'm, you I'm are, James. Fair. I actually feel bad now. I'm willing oh, to give you that point. You I'm willing. I'm, you know, I'm willing to be flexible on the rules. You know, I could have said technically that's not a score, but you know, I understand the moral of the game and what we're trying to achieve. And I look at the bigger picture. And I'm willing to give you that. Just Thank saying. You. Thank you. Court of arbitration of sports. Head, <laughs> James Bayless there. Um, uh, predictions. Man United, Emirates Stadium. Off the back of a 2-2 draw against Fulham and three goals conceded at the Emirates. Four clean sheets in 21, I think it was, that Lee said. 3-1 Arsenal. Oh, that's what I was going 3-1 Arsenal. That's uh, what I'm going for, people. Jordan, you're up next. I'm going 4-1. 4-1? 4-1 Arsenal. I thought I was bold. 3-1, um, 4-1. James. <laughs> I'm toying between two very, very weird scores. I'm going to go 4-2. I think both teams have just been a bit I could see this just being such a messy, chaotic match. 4-2? Yeah. Lee, everyone's gone for a high-scoring game. Four goals, five goals, six goals so far. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going 2-0. I, I think it's going to be not very, not very <laughs> I think Arsenal win. Well, I think there's every chance Arteta goes, guys, just, you'll get your chances. You'll get a goal. You scored in every game. Just my word, please keep it tight. Yeah. They've got Amazing. to keep the clean sheet on sooner or later. They've got to... Yeah, and this would be a big one to right before international break against Man United. Um ten points out of twelve international break. Things don't, you know, look too bad then. Um but hopefully we do it. All right, that's the predictions, people. Just to round it up, I've gone for three one, Jordan's <clears throat> gone for four one, James has gone for four two, 
and Lee has gone for 2-0. As always, let us know your predictions in the comments section below. Let me get the table off the screen and let's end with comments of the day if everyone has mm. them ready. I've got a lovely one if you don't mind me starting with that. No, um, go ahead. One I think you'll enjoy, Turkish. So it's from Rahan Ray. says, Bar Big Six is legit the best football panel. Yes, Jordan included. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but then he says, um, your chemistry is absolutely amazing. Always brings a smile to my face. This and the Big Six have helped me a lot in this difficult world. Um, I think that's a very lovely What's comment. What's his name, Rahun? You're uh, Rahan Ray, yeah. Um, Rat Ryan Ray. <laughs> this guy said you're welcome. Hey, shut the hell up, Jordan, man. Be nice to the, be nice to the guy, <laughs> man. You, the guy said he's helped. We've helped him through tough times. You're saying you're welcome, hey, Jordan. No, he's, he's thanking us. I'm saying you're welcome. You know what I mean? You know, we're here for you. We might need you sooner than we think, mate, because this guy's he's, he's lost it. That's <laughs> a be nice. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of people have said to me that, um, kind of these kind of football communities online um, help them a lot during the pandemic. Um, and so anyone who kind of does ever need to reach out, do reach out, you know, our, I mean, I think I speak for us, I say our DMs are open on Instagram or whatever, or at us on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Um, but, um, you know, I, I appreciate that the shows are, as well as being entertaining and all that, you know, people are sort of taking more out of them as well. So um, thank you for that comment. It really means a lot to us. Yeah, crazy, man. I get a lot of those comments for Big Six as well. So, um, I, I really, I mean, I, I appreciate them, but I'm glad to hear that it can help people through tough times and it can help people um, remain optimistic and, and, and head held high. And listen, you know, as much as tongue-in-cheek, you're welcome. Um, if we can continue doing that for you, then... It wasn't tongue-in-cheek, I was being genuine. I actually think he was being genuine. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know when someone says like you've helped me through tough times and that you you don't just say you're welcome. <laughs> you give some more emotion to it. The guy said you're welcome. Yeah, he's got emotion. Made him a, a cup of coffee or something. It's a robot. It works in Channel Four. They're robots here, like. Ah, okay. I can't okay. win. <laughs> imagine I'm. Imagine I stop someone on the street and be like, listen, I can't lie. That podcast you do, it gets me through some of the toughest moments I've ever had to go through in life and then the person turns and says you're welcome mate no 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 no, no. <laughs> but hang on, finish that sentence the, the, the end of that sentence is thank you so then you respond by saying you're welcome <laughs> yeah but give it give it ah cool ah cool <laughs> it's channel it's the channel four on youtube divide here people <laughs> it works oh, i haven't got i haven't got a, a comment but i wanted to say happy birthday to lee while I'm being nice. That was you ruined it. my introduction to the happy... Now, you seem like the nice guy. All right, let's do the happy birthdays now. <laughs> Lee? Sorry, sorry. How old I, are you? I've got, I've got one, like, uh, from Anthony Griffin. I am an Arsenal fan since 1962. And, yeah, the Invincible. Please respect Lee Judge's age and wisdom. <laughs> Been a follow-away road near Highbury Stadium. I currently live in Barbados, West Indies. Forever Arsenal. I like it. Come on, come Get on. Yeah, nice as well, Barbados. I could be listen. Yeah, I've got over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, I do, I do have to say, I do have to say, happy, happy birthday, Lee. Um, Thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. Yeah, it's always fun doing the show. It's always good listening to someone who's watched years and years 
and years, and years, and years, and years, years of Arsenal. And years, yeah. Um, and you know, you're brilliant, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll take that off of you. You little whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> whippersnapper. <laughs> uh, listen to that, Lee. Happy birthday, though, because, you know, we've got you up. I say we, really. It's no, no, I know you, I know you. It's actually more my fault. I think it's changed. Yeah, like, like, you know, it's actually more my fault. You know, it's actually more my fault. 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 Means a lot to me, like you will like to say you're welcome now. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Lee. You're welcome. Come on, get with the program, guys, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna end with my one. My um, comment of the day comes from Laurent, and his one says, "Question: What was Turkish's reaction to Matt Turner leaving and David Rea signing?" Wow. <laughs> Answer. Answer. Glove. For the glove people, I like that. Very good, very good. I like that one. That's clever. Big up Laurent, big up Rahun, big up everyone that sent in their comments. Big up everyone like that. that hit the oh, like button. That God. was a nice way to end it after, love for after the what was a stressful show to say the least. I think one of those, ones. but we move, we move. Um, people, hope you're enjoying your bank holiday weekend if you're here in the UK. If you're abroad, Barbados, for example, hope you're enjoying. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching from. This has been the Forever Arsenal podcast. We will be back next Monday after the United game to review that one. You've heard all of our predictions. Give us yours and hit the like button on the way out, people. Let's make sure we get over a 1,000. Love for the love. We'll see you again soon. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.